The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. This is Carolyn Wester with Blind Spot, program produced and presented by the Southland branch of the Association of Blind Citizens and sponsored by Southland branch of Blind Citizens. If you'd like to sponsor our program next year, please give this radio station a tingle at 0321 898981. So, um, you're currently listening to Southland Community Radio, which is 96.4 on your radio tuner. Or you might be listening to us via Alexa or the internet or your cell phone or whatever. No matter how you're listening to us, I hope you enjoy our program today. Now, I've currently got a, um, a guest today called John Marabo. And this time we're quite lucky and we have had trouble with getting our guests in the last couple of months. John, so it's good to have you here. Oh, thanks for the invite. It's really a pleasure to be here. That's fine. Now, um, I just met you two weeks ago when we were doing the um, Accessible uh, Vaccine Clinic. And um, so could you let us all know a little bit about yourself? Certainly. Well, I've been a paraplegic for 54 years. I had an accident when I was 11. And I grew up in a very unaccessible world in those days. Public transport wasn't wheelchair friendly. If you didn't drive, you were really reliant on friends or just making your own way around. And um, over the years and with my travel, I've been interested in the built environment and how we can make it more accessible for everyone. Just the sort of skills I learned to negotiate um, an unfriendly wheelchair world a lot of people nowadays don't get taught those skills like going down flights of stairs. So I sort of become very interested in the um, built environment and how we can make it accessible for whatever your disability or impairment. And, um, yeah, so I've been working in the disability sector now for quite a number of years and um, recently was um, appointed chair of the this working group that's dealing with the disability strategy which the Southern District Health Board have um, come up with yeah. and it's our, um, our role to uh, try and come up with some action plans to get the um, goals put in place. So you probably don't know that since I saw you I had a problem with my right leg and I had to go to ED at the hospital and ended up with a walking frame just now because I can't walk very well with all the pain I'm having. Yeah, I think an old, an old um, femur fractures come to haunt me. I had to find out what's going on in a couple of weeks, in a week, or oh, just over a week now, I'll find out what's going on. But um, so you, you know, like when you've got a um, walking frame, you're sort of in the same situation as a wheelchair because you can't get up and down steps or escalators or anything like that. Exactly, and yeah, 
curbs become an issue, and and also the time for you to take to you know cross the road sometimes is yeah longer than someone who's able to walk. I know. I yeah. I had to walk really fast across D Street because it's such a wide street, and before the roadworks and that down here, um, there was no parks down out the side of the road. I needed to go to and D Street's very wide if you notice that's like Tay Street's very wide and I had to walk really fast and my leg got really sore getting across by the end of the road I was really thankful to get to the other side you know it was just so so wide and of course we could have done it in two goes but my husband wants to get over the other side and so it was like get on your go get you know pity he couldn't sit on it and he could wheel me across but that's too dangerous yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, we've both got um, a physical disability at, pro at present. Anyway, so um, so let me talk. Let's talk about um, the disability strategy that the DHB put out. Oh, end of last year, and you know the goals that they came up with for that. They're quite objective, aren't they? You know, very sort of more theories yeah the, yeah and that's the thing the um i think um when you sort of look at the, really the goals they, they just really want to make sure that everyone depending who you are where you live what you know your impairment whether it's a temporary impairment or what you know the, we all get the same level of treatment and um you know it's just amazing when we look through them um i mean one of the goals is they, they would love to see more disabled people in employment, for example. Yeah. So at the moment we're um, looking at seeing what percentage of the um, health board staff is. And, yeah, so we've got all these sort of... It's like a wish list. And um, one thing we found right across the board is disability awareness. And um, we're lucky enough that we're having a pilot done in... Dunedin through some admin staff, just um, taking them through some um, scenarios and things like that. There was a, a woman here called Julie Woods. She's known as that blind woman. Yeah. So she's um, piloted this um, disability um, exercise. And the feedback we've got from that, so now we're looking at how can we um, roll that out you know, to further field. Because it just seemed that everyone we've spoken to, it didn't matter where you were, who you were, it was that just disability awareness. Like, I'm sure you've been at places where people have handed your husband a form for you to fill out. Oh, yeah. You know? Or, you know, or if you, you know, can't do it, your husband will do it for you. No, yes, yes. And um, and I don't know um, why the um, DHB can't actually emails the people's things i know lots of blind people have asked that instead of sending us a print letter why don't you just email it you know it doesn't cost anything other than you know it's five minutes or so for the staff to just put your name on the standard letter and put the date and the time and that for your appointment and then just flick it to you but no then i found out that the dhb are not very digitally minded it's certainly parts of it might be but not all of it just one of the things that you may not be aware of um not next week but the following week the southland branches association of blind citizens um uh, we're, we're running a um Blindness Awareness Program is conjun in conjunctions to the third year medical students in Otago Medical School and they come down once a year 
And so, yeah, we've done that for many years now. Yeah, that is the... Oh, and that's the thing that we were um, just talking about today. We just had a um, monthly meeting for the Disability Working Group, and we were talking about it's the students that we need to go. Because I'm sure you, with your talks over the years, like myself, you'll bump into someone and they'll say, you spoke to me when I was a student so many years ago, and I still remember. And that's the thing, it's the... It's the um, personal the stories that people remember and that's something else that we're looking at how can we incorporate that so when someone's looking after someone who's blind or deaf or whatever the impairment may be you know, it could be one of the many invisible ones they've got a little bit of an idea of and this is what I find is I always tell the students I'm talking to treat the people like you want to be treated yourself or how you'd want a loved member treated you know it's and it's it just seems to be that's the thing we've seen right across the board and all the goals all the objectives is the communication whether it be how someone's speaking to you how you're getting the appointment how you're getting the discharge notice thanks a lot Caroline here's the list of the prescriptions you need and when's your next appointment that's great is the letter in braille but how many people can read Braille? Or is English your first language, you know? It's, so it's the, um, the goals we've been given is really not challenging because it's, it's achievable, but we're going to have to make sure that the education is right from the students right through to the, the staff who've been there for 20, 30, 40 years. So, so one of the things, um, I sort of developed the program myself Oh, probably about maybe eight to ten years ago and um, so what we do is talk about the, the organization and blind low vision NZ and blind citizens and how we differ and a little bit about our eye because they always want to know because the medical students want to know about eye conditions and then we talk about how to communicate you know um, what you do when um, somebody comes in that's blind or vision impaired into your office and not to go to the um, to the waiting room and say yell out like they do in the Dunedin eye department Joe blogs and then you go up and find the person and they're taken off on you and you can't find them anywhere and you're like where the nerve are they gone and and then you know show them in and then at the end um, we you know show them sighted guide techniques so that they, because I, I know, I'm, I find that a lot of staff down here at the hospital don't know how to sight guide people. I think that, and that's the important thing, like I was saying to someone the other day, that it's very stressful for anyone with an impairment when they're going somewhere, because anything on their journey can disrupt us. Like you coming to the um, radio station today with all the roadworks, you didn't plan on that and it's happened. So then, you know, all of a sudden you've got that little issue to deal with. And then you might get to the door, and the door is jammed or something, you know. And then you've got someone who's speaking very loud and slowly at you, you know, and think, oh, you know. So it's all this sort of education we've got to um, pass on. And it's it's going to be very, hopefully, rewarding for everyone when, when we start getting some um, good feedback. And that's something we all... Sorry? So one thing we're, we're, kind of, we're looking at is how can we measure 
that these um, actions are being successful. And I know the Ministry of Health of their disability strategy, so we've approached them and we're waiting for them to come back to let us know how they're measuring their, um, the, uh, the uh, objectives, how, how they're getting in, in place. Um, because that's the thing, it's all good having words and this is how we're going to achieve it, but as the end user, yeah, we've got to make sure that you and me get the equip, get the equipment, get the service, get the help that we need. Yeah, and and people give us dignity and not and not um, treat us like third class citizens or something like that. It's really important. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing that keeps coming across that people we want to be treated like everyone, so it's equality right across the board, and you know, and we are treated with dignity. I know this it hasn't helped happened for a while but I've known people who've been stuck on a commode in a in like a, a, a bedroom and they've been forgotten about because it's been the change of nurses, you know. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what dignity is that, you know? And 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 be stuck on a commode and it's night time and you're in a room of, you know, some other women but they don't close the curtains exactly. on you and I say, Close the curtains. No. And I say well, and I think you can't it's reach the rude. Yeah, I think well you wouldn't like to be stuck on a commode in a, in a room, even if they are, others are asleep. You don't know if they're going to wake up. No, that's right. And, it, and it's just all these little things, and it's just the education of the staff, you know. So it's, um, as I said, so we've got this little pilot underway, which um, we're just t hoping to tweak a little bit, and then um, things will be happening. And hopefully um, we're looking at doing... Um, the, when I say we, that's the Southern District Health Board looking at doing a disability awareness week and we're looking at it might be um, we want to make sure that we do it right and um, in December, I think on the 3rd of December it's the International Day of the Person with Disability. That's correct. So we're looking about, yeah is it going to be feasible that we have a focus on a certain disability each day of that week you know, so it's um, what's this space? Yeah well, William's on the working group, and um, he came out today for it, and um, he's really, really keen to ensure that that happens down in Invercargill and Southland. So, and, it, and that's the thing, we want to make sure that it happens everywhere that Southern District Health Board has got a hospital. And then, of course, it's other places like Clusa Health and you know, all these other, the Maniatone, so, you know, so all these outlining areas as well, so that... You know, everyone starts um, having the same treatment wherever you go. Okay. Well, it's very interesting, and I hope I wish you well for this work. I have to say we really enjoyed your talk today, but our time is up, and I'm going to have to say bye for now. It's really great, and maybe we can talk to you early next year again and see how things are going. Definitely. Book me, and I look forward to giving you a good update. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, just a little notice to everybody, our next general meeting for Blind Citizens Southland Branch will be on Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning at the Blind Low Vision NZ rooms at 172 Queens Drive on the 26th of September. Well, that's our show for this month. I hope you've enjoyed it and this is Carolyn Weston saying bye for now. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. 
Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz. 